Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And welcome back to the Beer Ladies podcast. We're on episode number two. And today we are doing a seasonal beer tasting. We uh, we thought it might be fun to take a few beers that each of us have chosen and talk about them and taste them on air, so to speak, and um, give you some thoughts. Now, seasonal sort of means anything at this stage. It means Halloween. It means Oktoberfest. It means fall or autumn. So we've got a bit of a mix and we hope that you'll uh, enjoy along with us. Now let's introduce the uh, the co-host for the day. Um, I'm Tandy. Today we've got Carolyn. Hi. We have got Sarah. Hi there. And we have Bean. Hey. Welcome ladies. We're going to have an awesome time, I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Do you think? Cheers. We're drinking beer. <laughs> we definitely got to have an awesome time. <laughs> exactly. We're going to have a bloody great time and we've got five beers to drink so it's going to be awesome so here's how it's going to work instead of doing a typical um what you're drinking segment this whole episode is what you're drinking so we're going to start with carolyn carolyn you've chosen a beer for us can you tell us which one it is and um and take us through take us through why you chose it yes i chose the pollinator oktoberfest beer um, I picked it because I couldn't go to Oktoberfest this year, and this is the best time to drink it. So, did you, did you have tickets to Oktoberfest? No, I just wanted to go. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. Go I was, I was well. going to buy tickets, but then like there was no point because the pandemic hit in March, and I was like, okay, nope, not going. Yeah. So, and then True. they canceled it, which you know it's serious when the Germans cancel October. <laughs> well, well, that's what they said about real. that's what they said about us and Paddy's Day. So, yeah, <laughs> like they, you do know it's serious. Fair enough. Okay, so so Carolyn, this this is obviously an Oktoberfest beer, and as far as I know, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, they only brew this as Polenas. They only brew this for this time of year. Yes, that is what. That's the information that I know. Yes, fantastic. Now. I, I might just uh, fill everybody in if you don't know it, but, but the Oktoberfest is a fest beer and it's a lager. So we've got we've actually got two lagers today. This is a this is a lighter lager, and I think it's just really meant to be super sessionable and drunk drunk in the in the quantities. lightest bits of sun. Yes, and quantities and in, in very in light. Quantity. So what's our ABV on this one? Six percent. Not Ooh. quite as sessionable as we thought initially. 
Oh, German <laughs> session. Well, sessionable yeah. for the Germans. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's 6% because I know you're going to drink a lot of it. So they keep it at a decent. Mm. I have to say, I just love the way this smells. It just smells mm. like beer. It smells, and, you know, it, smells, oh. and it has like a caramely, well, to me, it has a caramely. It's a dumb smell. thing to say, mm-hmm. but oh, it's so good. No, but I don't I don't think it's a dumb thing to say because I think a lot mm. of us grew up with lagers and effectively mm. that sort of um, barley, corn yeah. kind of aroma is just exactly what beer smells like. It wasn't always super hoppy or super malt-forward beers. It was this kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's what, It reminds me of mm. like kind of summertime or the end of summertime and then like yeah. when it's just kind of warm and you can get that beer smell in the air and you're just oh. like, oh, I just want to have a bite right now. Yeah. Oh God! Yes. Meanwhile, you know. Meanwhile, we're here in lockdown still, <laughs> like the rest of the world. Like the rest of the world. So we but, can only dream about being at Oktoberfest or anywhere else in the world. At least we've got the beer to go with it. Yeah, exactly. I'm. I love this beer that you picked, Carolyn. It's really excellent. Thanks, I agree. guys. I drank I it at Oktoberfest two years ago, so I figured <laughs> we needed an Oktoberfest beer since. Hmm. Instantly so transported. Yeah. yeah, it's just—it's really light. Like it's just very light. I can see how this is an Oktoberfest beer, especially if you're drinking quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> hey Bean, have you ever been to Oktoberfest? I have, and I think it was in about 2012, and I still have one of those little gingerbread hearts from it. Oh, that's so cool! So I would those, eat it. For those listening, but... behind Bean is a door, and her gingerbread heart is is oh. um, hung up there, yeah. which is clearly yeah. part of her seasonal, seasonal decor. decorations. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we had a good time in the polliner tent. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm the only person that's not been to Oktoberfest next year but you know what we actually went for 24 hours on the advice of a dear friend and it was not a good idea so we did not get a hotel we just oh (laughs) yeah ryanair 24 hour warriors never again too old i would do that like 10 years ago but now absolutely not get me a hotel room fortunately it was like yeah (gasps) like i I think i'd probably do it but i just probably wouldn't make my flight home (laughs) oh man i'd be passed out completely yeah no i definitely have never flown hungover nor do i want to that just sounds like the worst experience it's not pleasant it's cheaper Mm. (laughs) yeah but sleep versus cheap yeah i'll pay the extra 80 bucks lockdown october fest is absolute my can i try that again take two (laughs) lockdown october fest is my jam i'm into it yeah because we can just crawl into our own beds yeah (laughs) that's actually really funny because i saw i saw a tweet from our our mutual sort of friend paul and he had he had mm. tweeted something about Locktoberfest, and I thought that's exactly mm. what this is. It's Locktoberfest. Yeah, happy yeah. Locktoberfest. Oh, that's so good. I do love this beer. It's such a good beer. Now and then we're talking about Oktoberfest, mm. and we were also meant to go to Oktoberfest in Munich this year for the first time. I've I've lived in Germany, and I did Oktoberfest there, um, but this is the first time we were going to go to Munich, and of course we can't go, and I'm just so heartbroken. Because we actually have a friend who lives there and would let us stay. And I'm like, it was the ideal situation. So, mm. gosh, when this is all done, we're going. 
It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a crazy year. Oh, yeah. Next year, I think any festival is going to be nuts because uh knock on wood hopefully we can do anything this is happening next year (laughs) if it doesn't i'll cry guys yeah i you know i don't want to be debbie dino or anything but i who's what's guaranteeing that it's not going to be kind of the same situation no No, honestly like even now i get emails about festivals that are rescheduled into next year and i'm like who's buying these tickets like why would you want to risk putting your money out there not knowing if you're going to get it back because so many people had issues getting refunds from airlines and whatnot this year so i'm like i'm waiting and seeing you you know I, I, I luckily didn't have any trips booked or at least none that I'd booked plane tickets for, but I had a concert in June that I was supposed to go to in, in Poland for System of a Down. And I still have not heard, firstly, a cancellation, and secondly, anything about a refund. So I'm like really annoyed and I've tweeted at these people sort of saying, you know, what the hell's going on? But uh, all of the European tours were booked by a specific company except for this one. Mm. So now I'm... Mm. Um, you know, and they're clearly not very active on Twitter or anything. So I'm yeah. a bit nervous that I've lost that cash. And I had, I had Golden Circle tickets. I was really oh, excited. Oh man! No, was that on my bucket list, man? Oh, well. yeah. It was good beer. All right, should I give That's a little delicious. history about this beer? Yes, give us a little. Oh, all right, for sure. So the o- that history. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Oktoberfest beers were served at the festival were originally Mars and beers, which were indigenous Munich dunkles. These were supplied by local breweries, and then that changed in 1872 when Josef Settlemeyer introduced the amber lager to Oktoberfest, and he first made this in 1871 using Venice recipe as a template. And then in March 1872, he um, brought this out into the world, and they made it into Oktoberfest. Cool. That's, That's interesting awesome. about it being like a Viennese kind of recipe. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't know. It's very good, though. I mean, I feel like over time, it's probably got away from that, but originally, that's what it mm. was. Yeah. 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 I actually don't know much about Oktoberfest except that it's what the celebration of I guess the end of summer mm. and um and you drink all lovely beers. Oktoberfest and Märzens and So lovely, actually lovely Oktoberfest celebration was the marriage of Crown Prince Prince Ludwig the First of Bavaria and Princess Therese of Saxon Heidelbergen House. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Germans. Hi, <laughs> Germans. I'm trying Your here. I'm, too long. I'm, I'm trying really hard to pronounce it correctly. So, for any Germans out there, I apologize for me butchering these names. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. So that's cool. So it was originally to celebrate a marriage. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of lovely. So I mean, lovely. it's kind of cute. And mm. now it's a beer festival where we all go and drink and have a grand old time. Mm. Have you seen all those videos where, where um, the kind of the beer maids, I guess, are carry mm. twenty five yeah. like millions of pints? I mean, it's crazy how much they carry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how they do it. No, yeah. no, it's hard enough and carrying one. I think I think they they train for that. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they have all to because that's a lot of beer. Like those signs are 
heavy. Heavy. Because they're like straight up glass on top of the beer. Yeah, they're yeah, heavy. And they're thick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't been to Oktoberfest, but I've been to Munich. And uh, we're at the Hofbrauhaus. And like it was mm-hmm. it was one of the greatest things ever to get served like a liter of beer. I was yeah. like, what is this place? I love it. Oh, my God. I remember one time uh, I was with some friends of mine and we went to – we went we were in Miami and we went to a German restaurant and my friend was this was right after the movie uh Beer Fest came out <laughs> if anybody had seen it and he had ordered he was so excited he ordered um a boot of beer <laughs> i think and they had to take his license uh because while while he was drinking in case he ran off with the boots um because sense. people wanted wanted to steal them but i just always think about like the boot of beer at Oktoberfest yes. or and beer fest it's like turn the boot turn the boot yeah. <laughs> well i know at the hoffer house you have to put a deposit in for your stein but i'm pretty sure maybe at Oktoberfest they make you do it too i'm not quite sure yeah it's definitely know. a thing in all german festivals you would pay a little it's called a yeah. fund p-f-a-n-d so okay deposit yeah, it's just a, it just means deposit. Mm. Except I I go to uh, Christmas markets and then I just keep the mugs because they're so cute. And yeah, I don't care. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you can't you can't make novelty mugs and expect that you're going to keep all of them by the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Totes not a criminal. Hashtag. This was the this was a good choice. This was a great choice. Excellent, excellent choice. Are you guys nearly ready for the next one? I am. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, ladies, we are on to our second beer. We've got a Dunkel. Mm. It's a it's a rather old fashioned looking label, um, and uh, it's got some kind of almost like monks on it. It's really quite cool. This is my yeah. choice for a beer, and the reason. The reason that I chose this beer for a seasonal um, kind of option was because of I love lagers and I love vice beers and actually, God damn it, I love all beers. But because we're getting into darker beer season, I thought it might be nice to have a darker lager. Um, you don't always see darker lagers around. And a Dunkel's lovely because it's 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 often got kind of a caramelly or a toffee note to it um, rather than just being roasty or toasty. Now, I haven't ever tried this one, um, but I'm hoping I'm hoping it delivers on all of that. I'm hoping it's kind of malty, but yeah. not not super heavy. These aren't mm. my favorite. It smells nice and malty some, and My roasty. personal opinion, these aren't my favorite. Mm. Color's Sabine, pretty. Yeah, mm. yeah Sabine, color's you said it smells, it smells roasty, toasty. Yeah. It, well, certainly after having the, the polliner, it's roasty, toasty yeah. as anything, right? Yeah, mm. the color is a very Polliner's, lovely amber. It mm. is. Yeah. The polliner is just so light compared to. Mm. Well, it, it tastes light, even though it's like six <laughs> percent. Well, yeah. <laughs> and mm. this guy, let's let's yeah. see what this one is. It's five point six actually, so it's oh. less alcohol actually. Mm. Now this this was probably when I when I started really getting into beer. This was the kind of beer that I would have really liked. So still, I, like I like lagers because they finish off really crisp um, and that's what I'm, I think is so cool about them. But I like the fact that this one's sweeter. It's almost got, I don't know, like stone fruity kind of characters on it. It's it's, it's rich, but it's not cloyingly sweet, if that makes sense. 
I don't know. I like it. You were talking about the label. Um, It is very pretty. I love the art on it. And it reminds me of that subreddit. Um, I can't remember the name. It's Monks Looking at Beer. No, Monks Looking at Beer or something like that. Oh, my word. Uh, That sounds like a subreddit I need to uh, subscribe to. I just love that art. Also, I just noticed while looking at this, they actually list the calories. (gasps) And I, I would love to know why. Beers don't list calories on their cans more often because then I put people off. But I don't want to know. I don't know. I don't want to know the calories when I'm drinking food. I just want to enjoy it. Like anytime restaurants put, oh, this is 1,200 calories. I'm like, I don't care. I just want to eat it. Like, why are you making me feel bad about my food choices? (laughs) Don't make me feel bad about my beer choices either. I don't want, I don't want calories. I don't want to know. But you were also saying, yeah. oh, sorry, you were also saying about like a, a maltiness to this. And when I first tasted it, I tasted the maltiness, but now I feel like I've lost it. But mm. I don't really like malty beers. Yeah. But this is really nice. Maybe because it's a dark lager, not a, and not a, an ale, you know, because, because with ales, they normally have like estuary sort of fruity, mm. um, fruity notes at the end of some kind. And lagers are normally more bready and, and I, for me, that I don't know that off, offsets the sweetness maybe a little bit better. I don't know. I could completely be talking horseshit. Obviously, I really smell malty in my nose, like mm. the, yeah, the, but the, I don't the taste front it. part initially. Yeah, but then, like later on, I feel a lot of like uh, tongue carbonation. Yeah, feeling. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I don't know what and that's it, called, but the, yeah, but it should it should be, it should carbonation be quite, feeling. quite highly carbonated. Oh. I mean, normally lagers are medium to high, well, medium high carbonation. My mine looks actually yeah. a bit flat. I think maybe I got a bit of a dud there. Oh, mine's pretty carbonated. You just I didn't, didn't pour, pour it as, pour that much as yeah. vigorously. Mm. I keep yeah, thinking I, maybe I, get I the should carbonation. just pour more, but we've got, still got three mm. beers to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I do. Ha- the the carbon the like it's like a bubbliness. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I also made sure I have like um, a glass of water next to me. So smart. Mm. There's also I was like, should Very I have my crackers between beers? I'm not sure. I mean, you can if you want. Yeah. Nobody wants to see me or hear me. We'll have like <laughs> cracker ASMR sounds. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> can we please have oh, an entire right. an entire podcast of ASMR drinking beer? We were talking about this. There's some weird shit out there in the ASMR world. This is not even near the weird part of ASMR. <laughs> That's true. So, okay, so be, be a ladies spin-off ASMR uh, channel. <laughs> We're oh, uh, you know, there's going to be some weirdos listening to that podcast. <laughs> Me, maybe not. <laughs> Being a you an ASMR fan? Not yet, but I will be after this podcast. <laughs> it's some of it's really weird, but I don't know what it is. Some some of them really help me get to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm loving the tranquil illusionist, which is normally the illusionist. I'll I'll try and remember to link her in the show notes. Awesome. Helen <laughs> oh, Saltzman yes. does a wonderful show called The Illusionist, and she's been doing like reading words gently. To lull you in pandemic times. That's very good. Really? I think think the, uh, a good gateway drug to ASMR is, um, oh gosh, what's his name? The guy that paints happy little clouds. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Yeah, Bob Ross. 
Bob Ross, he's like the gateway drug to ASMR. For people who don't understand what it is, watch mm. an episode of Bob Ross and then mm. it will he will lull you to sleep. That's basically it. Sarah, I think you've actually just blown my mind because I, I genuinely don't understand ASMR, but I always did love watching Bob Ross. Um, and I don't know if I love to listen to him, but I love to watch him because he is he's so relaxing. Yeah. It's the sound of the paintbrush against the... Mm. Um, canvas it's just and he's very soft-spoken and calm yeah 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 huh. <laughs> we have it's just we've talked about beer and then we go into asmr yeah well it happens <laughs> this is this is why we decided to start a podcast guys <laughs> because, because, because the randomness will find us <laughs> yeah we, we tried to stay on topic but <laughs> But Not really, all the time. No, we don't. Two, two test quantities of lager will do it for us. <laughs> Three beers to go, Bean. Three beers still. I'm ready. <laughs> I was born ready. Yes, I got my. I I got my trouble ready glass. Yet for that. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not there yet though. Okay. Ah, oh, just having a nice a nice relaxing dunkel. Mm. No, this is really lovely. I have to say, I was not yeah. sure what to expect with this, but I enjoy it more than I thought I would. Hmm. I'd never tried this one, so I, I'm actually chuffed with it. Mm. And I definitely, I definitely wanted something um, German themed, but darker. That 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 was what I was going for. Yeah. Mm. It's not my cup of tea. Fair mm. enough. I prefer the Oktoberfest, but <laughs> maybe Lisa would like it if she likes bitters. She maybe you will like us, some of the upcoming sweet. Uh, stout porter Maybe. chocolate coffee yummy Maybe. bits at the yeah. later portions. Well, mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. They're sitting right next to me warming up a bit. I have mm. them near the radiator, so maybe they'll. Well, <laughs> cool. Cheapest, how much? How much? Uh, well, like, how warm do you want them, Carolyn? Well, no, well, no. I the radiator is behind my couch, and so yeah, it's on right now. Oh, that's nice. Uh, our radiator in our we living were room cool, is broken, so we turned it on. <laughs> So when I think, I mean, not thank God. I mean, I'd rather not be in the situation, but at least we work together like five feet from each other with all these monitors. And I'm like, well, maybe we'll be warm this winter because the radiator's <laughs> broken. Body heat. I actually, I'd kept my, my stats just in the box that they came in. Um, so they were room temperature. My house is fairly cold, but it's the right temperature for a start. Like it's, it's that temperature, not, not so warm. Um, and not freezing, freezing cold. The other ones I put in the fridge. Mm. Um, all about the sweater. <gasps> Speaking of sweaters, can I show you guys my hoodie? Yes. 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 Look. Oh, is this the one that you designed, Tandy? Oh, yes. It is, yeah, guys. it is one that I designed, and it's uh, it's got it's got a pumpkin for those who can't see right now. It's got a pumpkin that's got a witch's hat on it, with some bats, and a pumpkin ale next to it. And at the bottom, you can't see it, but it says it's never too early um, because it's never too early for Halloween or for pumpkin ale. And that's my political stance of the week. <laughs> it's cute. I like it. No, it's um, really cute. I actually really love it. I was so I was so happy when I got it um, because I, I needed to also test the quality of the of the actual hoodie, you know, the design and the size and the hoodie. Again, I've got to test all these things, but the hoodie itself I am absolutely thrilled with. Mm. It's 
thin but warm. Ooh. Like it's it's not one of those like super heavy yeah. and thick and scratchy ones. It's like so soft and fleecy on the inside and it's 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 really warm but it's thin. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm so thrilled. I'm going to have to look at getting one because I really want another hoodie because, yeah, <laughs> I need something. I I need new clothes. I know there's not going anywhere, but I would love to just have something new and shiny to walk around the house and I'd be like, look at this. My friend Tandy made it. So I, I totally understand the need for new clothes because it, it's – I feel like I've worn the same clothes. It's been jeans and T-shirts and things in the house. And even though every day for work I, I, I get up and I put a face of makeup on and I generally try and – and dress home professional if that was ever a, a, a category of clothing um and and i and i do mean i put on actual jeans not like jammy pants with a collared shirt but um even so like things just get worn down so it's nice okay. to have nice to have a new thing every now and then yeah i i the beginning of this pandemic it was definitely casual leggings shorts t-shirts sweatshirts sports bra now i'm like no I don't know. I just feel like trying to make a little bit more of an effort. I feel more in the mindset of yeah. working if I put like an actual bra on with a wire <laughs> and then like yeah. pants and like, I don't just a little bit of something to make myself feel more like, okay, this is, I'm in work mode. I genuinely think that that's the trick is, is, you know, like kind of separating your days so that you know you're in work mode and mm-hmm. dressing up for it and acting as if you're going to work. Um, and I think I've spoken about it a few times in various places, but I've, I've come to be that person that tries to at least enforce videos during my meetings, the ones that I'm running, because I know that if people don't have their videos on, they're not paying attention. And I don't care if you're in your pajamas and I don't care if you haven't put makeup on or if you're not shaven or if you're, if you, if you're looking as scruffy as you want. For me, if you've come to work looking like that, that's, that's on you, actually. If you're comfortable working like that, that's great. Then be on video, own it, do whatever you need to do, but don't, don't, um, hide behind your, your name and a picture on a video, um, so that you can slack off when, when we need you like. I don't know. That's my opinion. Yeah, no, I think it's actually kind of awkward when you're on Zoom and if you're talking to somebody but you can't see their face because I need the visual cues to bounce off of. It really throws me off if I can't see somebody. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I guess we have meetings all the time where we don't share our video, but a lot of time we're like sharing the screen. So like there's no point in having sharing the screen and having you, you know as well like i i get you but often in in meetings i'm sharing screens as well but i i feel like it's a psychological thing if you don't have your video on it's it's like license to multitask yeah um and and for me it's just it's just a psychological thing so i try um i told the, the guys who are at least mandatory in the meetings that that videos are I don't want to say mandatory as well, but yeah. I, I really would like for people to have their videos on because it makes a difference. Yeah. Highly encouraged. Highly encouraged. All right. All right, ladies, that was our that was our Dunkel Lager. What did we think mm. of that one overall? Besides Carolyn, who didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can give it a six out of ten uh-huh. on a scale that has no meaning. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Bean, how about you? 
I'm trying to think what I would pair it with because it certainly seems like it should be paired with something. Mm-hmm. It's got that multi bitter cheddar, like a sharp cheddar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, cheese platter. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Now, so, since we were talking about Oktoberfest, all I'm thinking about is soft pretzels and some cheese and mm. beat those first two beers. Mm. Like Yum. beer cheese. Like I would yes. want beer cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. If, no. if nobody has had beer cheese, you have to try it. It's like the best thing in the world. It's two of my favorite things and I actually haven't tried it. It's, it's, it's sad. I know it's, it's absolutely embarrassing. You have okay. that to look forward to in your life. <laughs> Plenty. You have an Beer cheese yet. with a pretzel is the best thing. Yum. It's oh. sexual. I'm settled for beer and a cheese pretzel. <laughs> okay, listen, on, on a slightly different sexual note, I'm going to open yeah. up this can okay. at the mic so that we can uh, get the ASMR sounds fully fledged. Oh, yes. Okay. So we'll see how it goes. Are you Very sure nice. you didn't just like put in the the can the theme? Good pop. No, yeah. that that wow. was that was live on stream. Live on wow. Wait, I'm about stream. to do mine. Okay, so oh nice. So what we've got here, we have got Trouble Brewings Pumpkin Brew. Now, for those not in Ireland, okay, there are there are exactly two pumpkin beers this year, and this one was released first, which is why it is in our podcast. The other one is coming up in a podcast in uh, at a later stage. Yes. For, so the can the can is lovely. It's a really vibrant sort of orange, and it's got some geometric shapes. And um, oh my god, explain that smells bit. so good. It smells like Ooh. a candle. Nice. So we've got yeah. okay. So we've got pumpkin brew. Of the two of the two pumpkin um, ales that are available this year within from the Irish breweries, this is our first um, and the only one that we're tasting tonight. The other one's coming up. Um, now I wanted to tell you guys something a little, or tell you a little bit about Trouble. I don't know them that well, but I know that they're they're in Kildare, and I know that for their pumpkin ale, they grow their pumpkins themselves. They don't rely on any canned goods or any imported pumpkins or anything, which is super impressive, and I really like that about them. Their label, they have redone their their labeling. I really like it, actually. It's very geometric and mm. abstract, and I just think it's really cute. I also like their branding. It's very cool, and it stands out a lot, like really, really yeah. well. Bright colors, geometric shapes, very simple and clean. I have to say, this smells like like a pumpkin beer yeah. should smell. Yeah, it does. It does. This this will be my first uh, this will be my first taste of it. It smells spicier, more of the spicy. It, like if you mm. think for Americans would probably know it the most, pumpkin spice mix. This is more spicy than pumpkin, yes. but it's yes. still pumpkin spice. If that makes sense. So I get a lot of clove in this one, mm-hmm. a lot of clove, but a nutmeg. Yep. I don't get as much cinnamon as I thought. But it's it it is as you say, Sarah. It's spicy and that's lovely. Yeah, there's like a bite at the back of my throat. It's a beautiful deep amber and it's clear. It's absolutely clear. Mine is anyway. Yeah, yeah mine, mine is too. Yeah. yeah, mine is pretty clear. It is like a very orange toned amber. Mm. Yeah, mm. 
which is God, cool because a pumpkin, pumpkin ale just kind of is that. I always mm. think that pumpkin ale really should be like an orangey, ambery color. Like it's going to be true to the ingredients. Very spicy, a lot of clove. I, like I have to say, I'm so glad we chose this one to try tonight. I like it has been a long week. <laughs> I have been looking forward to this. Oh yes. Oh, Carolyn, what do you think? You're not. Uh, you're I'm not in. Typically... I'm indifferent about it. I don't okay. love it, but I don't hate it. I don't think I could drink a whole can of it. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm probably going to be like the negative person. And people will be like, oh, she just hates everything. But I don't, no. guys, I promise. No, actually, when you say that, I, I do really like pumpkin beer. But it is one of those things that I would not have more than maybe one tooth at a push three in a sitting. It is kind of on the sweet side. Yeah. And yeah, I just, mm. um, it's just one of those ones you don't want too much of. Also, I really just want to savor it. I just want the one to be like, oh, it's so good. I think like as I'm drinking it, it's getting a bit better. Like at first it was like punch in the face. You're like, oh, wow. But as I'm drinking it, it's not as. Yeah. Like. I I mean, if you had to blindfold me and let me taste this beer, I I would hopefully guess that this is definitely a pumpkin beer. Like Mm. it's it's absolutely very very much. On the mark, right? Yeah. And uh, speaking of pumpkin ale, I think two of our uh, other co-hosts in the show, Christina and Lisa, have both written articles about pumpkin beer that are very interesting. I was reading through them earlier. Lisa's is on Serious Eats of all the amazing websites in the world. And Christina wrote on, what was it, Taste? The Taste. The Taste? Yeah. Particularly about this this trouble brewing pumpkin. We'll link it in the show notes because they're Mm -hmm. both very interesting articles. And Lisa's is about like the history of uh, how pumpkin ale came to be. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Yes. Our Lisa and Christina, who you'll know from episode one. You know, and can I, I'm just going to bring it up because it always comes up every single fucking Bring it. Is people who are like, oh, I love pumpkin beer. And then other people who are like, oh, pumpkin beer is the worst. Oh, it's so basic. And it's like, can you just let people enjoy things? Like, let me just enjoy my pumpkin beer. Let me enjoy my pumpkin spice. It's once a goddamn year. Also, I don't really understand the hatred for pumpkin and pumpkin spice. And I don't understand this whole like basic bitch connotation um for it. I really don't. I mean it's a it's a seasonal thing, just like a winter ale, just like um particular sours or just like anything. And it's awesome. And if anything, it, it's the time of year that you want to find the positive. Because going into winter isn't everybody's favorite. I mean, for me it's certainly not because we're going into you know, lots of darkness. And actually, it's hella nice to have something really cool to look forward to. Cozy fires with a nice pumpkin ale or pumpkin spice lattes. Like, they're lovely. I don't, yeah. I don't, get, I don't get the hate, man. I think it's, you. I guess the way I see it is a lot of men hating on it because the connotation between being a basic bitch who likes starbucks pumpkin spice lattes and pumpkin spice everything and they walk around wearing ugg boots which is also what year is it also uggs are super nice my my feet are warm guys what is wrong with uggs yeah and it's just that connotation and it's kind of i feel like it's 
I feel like it's a sexist thing, but I also don't know. I also don't pay attention anymore because let me just enjoy the things I like. And I don't care what you think anymore. Pumpkin beer is good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Haters got to hate. Good. Yeah. Haters got to hate. You're right. I kind of understand a little bit. I don't understand having the time to hate a lot. But I do understand, like the other side of like what is rare is beautiful, right? I, I we, <laughs> I'm just suddenly conscious that we need some Irish people to help uh, pronounce some things in Irish. But there's an expression like what is rare is beautiful, and of course I don't know what it how it actually goes in the Irish. But like the other side of this only comes but once a year is that maybe there's a little bit of hate because you draw it out and pumpkin spice season is getting to be like July until, you know, yeah. February. I swear I'm here for it. If it was here all year long, I'd still be very happy. Mm. And I wouldn't, maybe, and, I, and it wouldn't, yeah. be, it wouldn't you know be the yeah. seasonality that would appeal to me. It would be because I love those flavors all year mm. round. Mm. No, mm. I was just saying maybe in 10 years. It'll be pumpkin spice season all the time. Maybe oh, we can hope. Maybe all that will be left to us is pumpkins, and we'll all say, "Thank goodness, Indigenous people of North America, <laughs> for, <laughs> for preserving a few seeds of pumpkins." But, South Africans grow them all year round now. To be fair, so oh, nice. I, I really think we should just go there. Okay, let's go <laughs> right after this. <laughs> and actually, there was only one pumpkin beer in South Africa. Um, but it was available all year round. So that was interesting. Um, and then some breweries would release one as a seasonal beer, but there was there was a pumpkin beer available all year round, which was really quite lovely. And it was it was quite a spicy one, kind of like this guy. Cool. This mm. one says to refrigerate it. Mm. I did that, yeah. I, mine was yeah. refrigerated. I don't know how, how yeah, long you have on it to really enjoy it or... Oh, like refrigerator Like how long it... Uh... Oh, I'm sure it's okay. Yeah, I'm I was sure just... Tomorrow it'll be fine. I just uh, was reading the ingredients and it says cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg. I don't get too much cinnamon. No, me neither. I can taste the ginger. Uh, now that you say that there's ginger, I can definitely like taste it. I, I definitely got clove straight off the bat. Um, so there's like phenols and then, yeah, clove, nutmeg. I wish that there was a little bit more cinnamon in it, actually. Yeah. Just a little a bit, bit more. Mm. If they had a little bit more cinnamon in there and then they, you could kind of even, I know pumpkin is, for me, it's very Halloween, moves into mm. Thanksgiving and then into Christmas even. Add a little bit more cinnamon and be more, you could lengthen out how yeah. long this beer could take you seasonally. Oh, interesting. What a I wish, cool concept. I wish I had, and I know this is, I wish I had a little bit more pumpkin. I, and I know a lot of people put butter squash or whatever, pumpkin, pumpkin beers, but I wish it just had like a tad bit more. Mm. Yeah. That's my personal. Opinion. I know since they grow their pumpkins, uh, it comes out every year. I, I don't even remember if I had this last year because we were traveling around the time that it would come out. And it's usually a, when you see it, you buy it because yeah. it goes real quick, this trouble pumpkin. Um, uh, but 
I'm trying to, like in the past, I remember one year it being kind of watery. It wasn't bad. It was just watered down for mm. me. But this year it feels like the spice is really pumped up. And so I think every, that's why this particular, this trouble pumpkin ale in particular for me is always worth getting every single year because you don't, it's never, I don't want to say it's inconsistent, but it's always different. Yeah. And you never yeah. know what it's going to be. So and that, and that's it's got kind of to fun. do with that's probably got to do with the yield of the pumpkins. It's got to do with everything because yeah. it's never going to the, be the same. And the weather, because even mm. like crops every from year to year. I mean, yeah. So exactly, exactly. We didn't even know this if this was going to come out this year because of the virus. Like, did y'all even think to pump, plant pumpkins? Because I know we weren't thinking about this months ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, and you're yeah. you're dead Good. right, like just the way the sugars concentrate, like maybe even how long you had from the time you pulled the pumpkins right. off the field, off the vine, the, you know, like winter squash can, can actually yeah. be pretty good stored mm, right the yeah. way through winter. So and mm, I would know change. That it was, they would always can it, but then in pre COVID years, you could always go to a couple of pubs around Kildare and Dublin and I don't know where else and get it on tap. And even then there was a difference, but I mean, (laughs) with the situation, who knows? Yeah. I would like to try this on tap. Me too. Yeah. Like like it might, it might taste a little different. I don't know. It'd be interesting to try the both side by side, one in a can and one in tap. And yeah. One with a little bit of chili. Right in in the tap. That could be delicious. Oh my goodness. What a good idea. That could be fun, hey? Mm. That would be if pubs could open. <laughs> and then Pops we can open back up, pecan pie with it too. <laughs> it, no, sounds, it sounds like we have a problem, but it's like you. I genuinely miss the social aspect of just sitting in a pub. I don't need to just having a pint in front of me and like a snack and knitting and people watching. I miss people watching and listening to other people's conversations and then the music and. I just really miss pubs. Mm, I also do. I miss no, I, just mm, sitting down and like having a five-hour conversation with the person sitting next to you about yeah. everything Whatever. under the sun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There, there were times that I'd go walking around town and doing whatever I needed to do. Maybe, maybe I was shopping or maybe I was doing something. And like the thought just struck like, you know what I feel like? I feel like a beer. So I'd walk into a pub, sit at the bar, see what was on tap, I'd maybe try two or three different things first and then I'd settle for a pint and I'd be like, man, this is great. Just, and just on my own, just sitting at the bar, yeah. sometimes chatting to the bar person, but literally the, that sort of spontaneity is, is no longer. It's gone. Yeah. No, mm. seriously, that literally just happened to us on this past Saturday. We went out to do a bit of shopping and carrying a backpacks and tote bags full of shopping. And I, we walked past because we didn't understand when the Dublin has now entered this third level. And I'm like, does that mean we have to order food or can we get a pint? And we went Mm. up to ask somebody, no, you still have to order food. And I'm just like, I just miss after like two or three hours of shopping, running errands to sit down, put my feet up, have a pint and watch like a football game in the background. And you can't do that anymore without buying food. And I don't want to. Mm. So... Okay, who's ready for a beer break and then a beer number four? Yep, ready. All right, beer break time. Hi, this is Hillary, and you're listening to the Beer Ladies Podcast. 
So we are back from our beer break, which, I mean, we've been drinking beer the whole time. So really it was just a, like a pee break. So, you know, that's what happens. And uh, up next we have Bean's Choice. So Bean, what have you got for us tonight? Right. So I've got the Nightcrawler from Oh Brother Brewing. It is a milk stout. It's four and a half percent, and it's unfiltered, unpasteurized, unadulterated. It's water, malted barley, oats, lactose, hops, and yeast. And it's, uh, as Tandy points out with her designer's eye, Halloween colors. But mostly, (laughs) I picked it because it was in my kind of click and collect COVID times. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Farmer's market, neighbor food, and I said, oh, that's accessible to me and it's local (laughs) and maybe I was attracted by the orange and black, but mostly I think I just love milk stout. Milk stout is though. Milk stout I think is the gateway stout. I don't think I've had a milk stout. So Uh, I hope you'll like it. I I, full disclosure. I actually uh, tried one already for research purposes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, we try and get a, a with it? Smells good. Yeah. Well, well, this is just a microphone check. <laughs> that is not too too shabby. Ooh. Lean in. I think I got some milk stout on my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, face raising for the wind. That was nice. Oh, oh. I love it. That's well, well done. Well timed. I actually really loved. Um, 
this mm. choice for our seasonal beer tasting because it's called the Nightcrawler and it's Halloweeny. It's like it's yes. the the can is really orange and black and creepy looking, but it's yeah, called it the Nightcrawler creepy. and it's like I don't know, man. I think that's really really cool. Mm. Well, they're just down the road and. Uh, to to their credit, they had no idea they were going to be featured on our world famous international beer ladies podcast. <laughs> yeah. And they did take the time to give me a little handwritten note. Oh, thanks for your orders, and hope you enjoy the beers. Cheers, Barry, That's who amazing. is one of the three brothers. There, thanks, you know. Barry. Yeah. thanks, Barry. Thanks, yeah, Barry. Thank That's very cheers. Sure. Personal service yeah. like that. It has like Barry a, and uh, Brian and Patty O'Neill. So they've been brewing down there for a while, since 2014, uh, 2015. I have so five 20, years. 2015-ish, I'd say. That's, that's a good life so far. Yeah. They say they've, they've been that's brewing been 50 beers. 50? As yeah, 50, 50 different beers over the last six years. So like Saisons and that's Belgian a lot. rye. Yeah, coffee porters, double IPAs, and a watermelon wheat. Ooh, Ooh I'd like to try that. I'm just reading stuff wheat. off their website. I did not do investigative reporting. I was gonna say watermelon wheat would be interesting to try because I find watermelon usually doesn't never it never tastes like watermelon. It's mm-hmm. a very hard flavored. Yeah, I had a watermelon sour with sea salt, and mm. that was pretty good. It mm. was by Founders, I think. Yeah, I had that as well lately. Something zebra. That was yes, I had that as well. It was excellent. And that yeah. that was really good with the water. You could definitely taste the watermelon in mm-hmm. it. It was it was a very light hint, but you could it was enough to where you're like, okay, I'm drinking a watermelon sour. Mm. But I think a watermelon wheat could be really cool. Like, what a cool idea. We're already dreaming of summer. <laughs> no. no, I was gonna say. This smells, I don't know, I don't really know how to describe how smells it smells. Sweet. Yeah, I was going to say mm. sweet. Um, but it's kind of got like a, again, I don't know the verbiology. That's not mm. the word. Verbology. I'm on the um, yeah. But it's kind of got like a burnt taste to it, mm. I think. Like a toasty roastiness. Toasty, roasty, caramelized mm-hmm. yeah. um, oats and barley. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm. So the only difference between a milk stout and a normal stout is that is the addition of lactose. So it should be creamier, so creamier than a normal stout, but it will still, which should still have like that coffee, um, that coffee flavor. So that's yeah. probably that roasty toastiness. Yeah, I would mm. say that that's the coffee that I'm picking up. Mm-hmm. Often people describe yeah. milk stouts as like sweetened um, espressos, mm-hmm. um, and if you've ever had. Um, Coffee with condensed milk in it, which is a, is a thing. Um, <laughs> uh, I always think of a milk stout as something like that. So you, you know, it's you'd think that the condensed milk would make coffee really, really sweet. It adds sweetness, but it doesn't actually make it cloying. It just it it offsets the the roasty. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like the, the bitter, some, exactly the the slight bitterness the, because coffee can be a little bit astringent, exactly. Mm. So all the sweetness does is kind of take that sharp edge off and make it a bit softer on the palate. And I always think a milk stout for me is kind of like that. Same with an oatmeal stout because it makes it creamier and it offsets any sort of sharp corners. 
I think that's why I like rounds it out a little Mm. bit. Mm. I feel like I need to have more milk stouts to try so I can kind of, I don't know, memorize the flavor palette, what I'm Mm. looking for. I really just want like a milk stout lineup. Just yes, so I you do. I know. And I want to come too. Episode idea, milk stout comparison. Oh my. Um, I think that would be really cool. I'm totes on board. Yeah, that. I love a milk stout. We are all and I feel like I'm board. seeing, like, you know, craft beer has all these trends and whatnot. I feel like I'm seeing more and more milk stouts, more things with lactose in them than I used to maybe a couple of years ago, two or three years ago. Or maybe that wasn't just on my, it was just not on my radar. So. No, I think they did. I think things with lactose did become really trendy when New England IPAs started coming out because they're really hazy and because a lot of people add lactose to give them the haze. They shouldn't need it, but people do add it because it's kind of a, a decent uh, way to ensure that haze and that mouthfeel, that creamy mm. mouthfeel of a, of a New England IPA. Just and, to mellow it, like. Yeah, to mellow it out. Now, a lot of people started adding lactose to everything. So, mm-hmm. it, Sarah, you're not wrong. Like, it is absolutely a thing that, that happened. Um, sometimes, sometimes it didn't fit, but yeah. people. But we're in that cycle of the yeah, fad. Exactly. And so, we're we might it. as well enjoy what works. And Exactly. But milk starts, I mean, milk starts on, on not. I guess you get a few more of them now from the craft breweries, but it's the same as the craft breweries who started out with IPAs and are now brewing pilsners or now brewing lagers. Milk Stout's always been a style. Um, It's just that it's maybe coming around in in a bit of popularity, maybe. Hopefully, I've always liked a Milk Stout. They're lovely to me. I think this one's really nice. I don't have anything negative to say about it. I think think one would be... I would I would stop at one just because mm. that that coffee bitterness the the burningness it's kind of like it's very intense to me. Mm. I would want something mm. next. I would want to change my flavor up a little bit after this one. Mm. Well, fortunately, <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely on next. Yeah. What would you pair this, this is... with, like oh. food wise? Chocolate. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, dark like, chocolate. Like Oof. a dark chocolate? Yes. Or like a sea- salted <gasps> uh, sea caramel? salt caramel dark chocolate. Yeah, it's dessert. It feels Dessert-y. very dessert like. Maybe like a chili chocolate mousse. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, or something cake. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something chocolate. I don't think I would like pair it with a cheesecake or something. I feel like I don't want to keep it like. I could even go for like something kind of savory, like start on the burger and then, or the veggie burger, indeed. The, the <laughs> <laughs> whatever is your thing. And then swiftly move into this as dessert. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking if this was to be paired with a dessert, I'm just thinking like a brownie with a vanilla bean ice cream, but the brownie oh, ice cream is not. Nice totally cooked through it's still kind of gooey in the middle Mm. yeah where you're like i might die but i don't care i'm gonna eat it anyway yeah this is one of those times i wonder if you could use this beer to make like like a really nice sauce oh if you were to probably yeah you Mm. could like a chocolate sauce exactly 
Somebody's going to have to experiment and let us know. You could (laughs) sacrifice a can into a cake for sure. Coming up next, Beer Ladies (laughs) Podcast Recipes. Cooking edition. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to make some desserty bread and you were all out of everything. Mm. Oh, you, oh, you could definitely make bread with this, but it'll mm. have to be a sweet bread. And you, you mm. could add in some raisins. And oh, yeah. if you really wanted to, you could mm. add in a couple mm. of extra chocolate chips um, and have have almost the, well, banana bread is really not bread, but you could go a little bit more dense. So it would be more like banana bready. Um Use something to make it. I don't know. Oh man, you're making me hungry. <laughs> I know. Candy, you have to make it's it. We're all gonna come over and try this yeah. bread that you have in your head. No, we can't come over. You're just gonna have to like no. throw it at us from six feet away. Yeah. I, I wonder if I wonder if the post accepts like random sourdough loaves. You know, like <laughs> who knows? Sure they do. If they ship beer, they must ship bread, right? Yeah. yeah, and like people ship food all the time, like cookies and stuff, like overseas so i'm sure you could ship bread you know it's going to come back into fashion mm-hmm. pen pals oh yeah i i actually have speaking of that i have a friend of mine in boston who is mailing me some milk bar cookies because milk bar i don't really know everything but like if you know what milk bar is it's like this place that started out in new york city and they make really fun cookies and stuff and it, it's across the country and across the world i guess we kept meaning to go when we were in las vegas and we were going to go to toronto this year but obviously we couldn't and we were going to go to the milk bar in toronto couldn't but now you can find milk bar in target sponsor us target um mailing us she's mailing me a bunch of the milk bar cookies that you can find at target and i'm just like tell me what you want let me just have a bunch of pen pals and we can send like potatoes and stuff back and forth yes i love fun pen pals are the best Mm. yeah and you know once you say that like i really feel like i could do no better than a squidgy classic chocolate chip cookie you know Um. with this that would be good. Yeah. Just, Just classic. Like the Nestle Toll House recipe. Yeah. yeah. Screw up. Well, classic I mean, chewy. You, you know, being you being from Canada and I've spent mm. a bit of time there, but that my favorites were always a president's choice chocolate chip cookies, like the ones with extra chocolate chips. Those cookies, I don't know what made them so damn good, but I've never really loved chocolate chip cookies until I tasted those. And I've only <laughs> ever found them in Canada. Oh, I've never God. heard of them. Is that Canadian? Yeah. Oh, a. Oh, yeah. They're Canadian. A. <laughs> they're, 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 um, it's a, it's a range, if I'm right, Bean. Mm. You get like a president's choice range. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like super value signature range yep. or whatever the case exactly. is. Exactly. It's just a supermarket range, but it's, oh man, those, those cookies are divine. Mm. Okay. Um, putting that on my list if we can ever get to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're really good. And I'll go and stay with my mom. Give me some Timmy's any day. Give me some Tim Hortons. Freaking everything bagel with Swiss cheese and a good old cup of coffee. Oh. I love Tim Hortons. I, I've never understood Starbucks, but I really do understand Tim Hortons. <laughs> uh, Bean, you look so nostalgic right now. I am. <laughs> like, I want it all. Why do we not have this here? That's okay. I've I've been here long enough to be past that point, but... Yeah, there was a time. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, no, I don't. I don't fill the suitcase with craft dinner every time I go home now, so it's okay. No, I, I, I think it's doing funny that, that you <laughs> call students. it craft dinner. It's just craft. Yeah, it's just in the states. That's right, and we have like pockets where like we call stuff pop or soda or yeah, it's just Pepsi regular craft. Give me a coke, and yeah, and in the states yeah. it's like can I or in Texas at least it's oh yeah. can I get a coke? Yeah, and it's like could be like. You really want to sprite, but you just say what? Yeah. What, what no, coast just, do you have? Really? It's the same thing in Tennessee. Yeah. Like, so I'm from Nashville, and everything is just a Coke. Mm-hmm. But you have to clarify what it is. Whereas yes. my mom is from Minnesota, and it, everything would be a pop. Mm-hmm. And then you would delineate after yeah. that. We do okay, say soda wait. a lot too. How do, how do, do you say, say "Give me a Coke," but like actually, I want a sprite? Like, uh, how do you say that? Well, if I was ordering, I was I would say like, oh, I'd like a sprite. Yeah. But it as a collective, okay, it is it's a coke. coke. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. You, you say what or like you'll say what cokes do you have or like what? Mo- mostly you'll say what sodas. But if somebody says like, do you? Yeah, want it's it's a coke. It's so hard to actually <laughs> differentiate. Yeah, we have all our regional cork little and quirks and differences, and yeah, yeah. The more it's the different. How, how do they call it in South Africa? Cold how do they call it in South Africa? Cold drinks. Oh, yeah. Oh, so cold I, drinks. I would have said, I would have said, I, do you want a cold drink? Um, yeah. Hmm. Which actually makes no sense if you think about it because water can also be cold. I, know. I was just so thinking. Yeah. Milkshake. And so, like, mm. <laughs> a Milk. lot of things are cold drinks. Or cool drink. But and, and cool drink or cold drink would often be like the fizzy kind. Yeah. Whereas a drink might have been, I don't know, man. It's. When you start to think about it, it's it's like, wait, what do I say? What is it? (laughs) And and the thing is, like, I never say soda and I never say pop. I've never grown up saying pop, so that's so weird to me. I'd more easily say I'd like a Coke than I'd like pop, a pop. I don't know how – I don't even know how that works. No idea. No. As it goes, pop. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm from the – southern part of the u.s and we just say soda or coke oh carolyn what? dude you're We're... from texas through and through and like <laughs> oh but I even texas even... right like has i mean texas regions. is it really the south texas is like no, on its own i really texas is in the south is it the south no no probably not it's i put texas itself. on their own they're big enough and they can do their own thing like texas is over there doing their own thing and then i'm over in like the southeast so we're close. Yeah. We kind of we would meet each other in a bar in New York City, being like, "Hey," but we would also be kind of different. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. We'd be I like, "Oh my they're... god, you're from Tennessee. I'm from Texas." Oh, like there would be like, yeah, we would be bonding over the fact that we're Southerners. Yeah, and then we'd also be like, we have our own differences. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's two. Like, there's the real UT and the other UT. Uh. <laughs> The real UT is my UT. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about, but I'm loving it. <laughs> you need to, all you need to know is to support the University of Tennessee. Go Vols, Rocky no, Top, the University Ooh. of Texas. Oh, so, so there's the University of Texas and the University of Tennessee, and they're both UT is burnt orange, and, and mine is uh, don't get shot in the woods while hunting orange. Yeah, and. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and they're both and the boat and they're both abbreviations are UT. UT so yeah. we we argue all the time about who's the real one because they're just so similar in like colors 
Although we well, have a Longhorn, we have a Longhorn yeah. as our mascot, and we have an actual Longhorn. I think we're at Beeville fourteen or fifteen right now, and they like pick out specific Bevo. Like every time a Bevo dies, because he's there for like fifteen years or however long, he's or retires. Him. I'm telling you about mm. our Bevos. <laughs> Anyways, we we have actual Longhorns that come to the games, and they stand there. Oh, we have a really cute Bloodhound dog, so his name is Smokey, yeah. and he's adorable. And yeah, our orange is not very pretty. It's like the color of bright orange that hunters wear in the woods so they don't get shot by other people. Yeah. <laughs> no, you do have the best. Is that actually yeah. why it's called Don't Get Shot Orange? Like, don't get shot because <laughs> no, orange. It's... You wear bright colors so other hunters can see you in the woods. Yeah, woods. because you do, you do have the better orange. I actually really like the burnt orange. It's very nice. And you can find burnt orange now. It's kind of in style as so you can find not the burnt orange, but close enough to it. We, <laughs> it, it I always have this argument as well with my other Texas friends. So I'm just like, no, we're the better UT. Go Vols. We just like to joke <laughs> about it. It's It's friendly banter. Yeah. And then you find yourself in a pub in Ireland and yeah, yeah all the UT differences melt away <laughs> over a pint of the Nightcrawler Stout. Okay, ladies and listeners, we're on to our fifth beer, our fifth and final beer. And this one was chosen by Sarah. So Sarah, tell us what you chose and uh, why. Sure. So I chose the Apex Spores. From Wicklow Wolf Brewing Company here in Ireland. They're based in County Wicklow, which is just south of where I live. Um, it is a marshmallow and chocolate oatmeal stout. It's a limited edition. And I was doing some reading about it online earlier. And essentially, it's the brainchild of their brewer, uh, Pete Renier? Renier? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. But it's basically, they took one of their core beers, the Apex Oatmeal Stout, and they bunched it up with uh, they punched it up a knot with marshmallow and chocolate. So, yeah, if you I'm about to open it, and it's supposed to have toasted vanilla, caramelized sugar, rich chocolate, supported by a lovely biscuity base, and with a smooth mouth feel. And the reason I chose this one is because s'mores. For especially in North America, s'mores is something I would say through between summer and fall you eat as a snack around like a campfire. You've got those um, graham crackers with marshmallow and Hershey's chocolate. It's usually always Hershey's chocolate, although that's not really good chocolate. It is just something that you would snack on next to like wearing some, I'm picturing like hay bales, flannel, a nice campfire. Some snacks, some s'mores, smoke, like when you walk away and the smoke is, yeah, the smoke is in your hair, just that like crisp feel in the air. So I'm hoping this will like transport me mentally into that space. Oh man, like that's, that, that is an image that you're painting. Now I'll tell you what, I've had, I've had an initial kind of sniff of this beer and it reminds me a lot like of hot chocolate, like of hot chocolate powder. That's mm. oh, that smells yes. Like, it smells, it smells like, like it. I can smell the chocolate, and that's a yeah. good description. Hot chocolate. Mm. I was trying to place. Yeah, it, it it smells literally. It smells like hot chocolate powder before you mix it with milk. That, like, oh, that, which actually does, does smell make that me all day. Think of marshmallows, definitely. 
Marshmallow and chocolate oatmeal stout. Yes. I mean. It smells like chocolate. I'm just like, yeah. wow. Oh, That's man, this, the proper one to finish up with for dessert. Yeah. Hey? This is this is definitely yeah. the dessert oh. beer, guys. You don't wow. need any anything with it. String it by itself. You don't have yeah. to pair it with anything. Actually, I think mm. you're right. This is I dessert. think you're absolutely right. This is fantastic. I love mm. this beer. Yeah. I get the chocolate. I get the marshmallow. I am happy. Okay, so so let me ask you this. Do you get the marshmallow because of the association of flavors, or do you get it as a flavor? I get it as like a mouthfeel, slight flavor oh, to it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, slight flavor. A little bit. It's a little bit. It's not like in your in your face marshmallow. Maybe it's a mental thing too. I don't know. I don't know, but this is definitely a good one. So Carolyn, of the two starts, which one did you prefer? This one. This one. Because <laughs> I don't like I don't like coffee, so that's probably why I didn't like the milk stout as much. But this one, like, is more up my. I feel like the oatmeal stouts are more up my alley with whatever mix whatever variation they put with it. Yeah. I don't think milk stouts are up my alley, but definitely oatmeal stouts. Bean, how about you? I mean, you, ch- you chose the Nightcrawler, which doesn't mean that it has to be your favorite, but so w- which one, if you really has to choose, would be the one that you'd pick? Oh, well, I'm already sort of invested <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. I have to go all in on Nightcrawler just, but I love Wicklow Wolf. But I I think this is absolutely the one to finish up probably any night with. Any any really, like, desserty beer is always the one I want to finish on. Um, just as a, a general purpose table, dinner, something, I, this one might be just a little bit sweet for me by now. Mm. So I... I probably would say that my gateway brews were like, oh, blue moon with a slice of orange. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, mine too. Like Rickard's red and white. And actually when I came over, like it's, this is more than a decade ago, I I would order Guinness with the, with the black currant <gasps> shot, <gasps> which I know now I just actually, a, a lady... A, a fellow girlfriend kind of like handed me a punch. She was like, taste this. This is many years ago when we could go to pubs. She's like, taste this. This is amazing. And I was like, what has somebody done to your poor stout? And she's like, it's black currant. I'm like, oh, <laughs> but <laughs> there was a time. And now, uh, yeah, now I, oh, just the the thought of a, a creamy pint of any description this this um s'mores is absolutely delicious uh, but it's probably a little on the sweet end for mm. my general purpose but yes. yeah it's good i would say it's interesting that you say it's quite sweet because i don't yeah. like really sweet drinks generally yeah. this is oh i like this it. is ticking all my boxes right now yeah. and as we placements right in this as we end this with this one it is i will say not only vegan mm. but eight <laughs> percent yeah wow. yeah that's the end of the night beer 
Yeah. <laughs> so if if you ladies don't sleep well after this beer, then I give up. You know. Yeah. I'm blaming all of you. Find out. Well, this also probably has a lot of sugar in it too. No, we're good. <laughs> you were also talking about it's totally blue moons. You were talking about blue moon with a slice mm. of orange as the gateway mm. drug. It was mine as well, or one oh. of mine. And I'm just like, how bad of it. How bad is it for me to put mini marshmallows on top of this? Oh, that would be so good. Do it. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> You'd have to put them, like, cuff them up in the microwave, then, like, rescue them very carefully and put them on top. Yes. Um, like, pump up the marshmallow to another. Oh, that degree. would be Like, so turn it up to 11. It goes to 11. Oh, ho, ho. So, so it's, that was it's, a beer joke. <laughs> <laughs> I always find it strange and I never, I don't think I'm ever going to be consistent about this because sometimes yeah. I yeah. taste something like this and I'm like, you know what? This is freaking delicious and it tastes like hot chocolate, it but is. cold and berry and all the things. Mm. And I love it. And then sometimes I look at something that's like double salted caramel, peanut butter, <laughs> chocolate, deep fried donut stout. And I'm like, guys, it's meant to be a beer. Like it's meant to be a beer. Like, do we really need all the ingredients? And I am by no means some sort of Reinheitsgebot like purist, but I do I do sometimes wonder like, <laughs> when you're getting adding, a little excessive. Yeah, like when you're adding a whole bunch of stuff. Like, is it really? Does it really count as a beer? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not saying that this is one of the things that I'm questioning. I'm just, mm. as in, not this beer. But I know mm. that sometimes I wonder that when I taste something that really doesn't taste like it was made from grains yeah pleasure for pleasure's sake or experimentation for experimentation's sake because the breweries know that a it's limited edition so people are going to want to buy it and b like they're getting they're trying to do something new they can see what works and what doesn't based on sales or what people comment about it it's a win-win situation for them Mm. and at some point you're just like just eat the food that you're making. I don't want it liquefied. <laughs> like <laughs> Sometimes you do, right? Sometimes the phase of the moon is like, you know what would really float my boat? Some <laughs> macadamia pecan, like pastry. Yeah. Salted. Yeah. Yeah. Caramel, yeah. Oatmeal stout. <laughs> yeah. But that may just be it being like, it may just be like, yeah whatever phase the moon is in or whatever mood you're in. And maybe, yeah. maybe the point is to have that variety so that you've got, so that you've got your cravings sorted. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the, in the niche at the time, you know, if you're doing pumpkin spice or you're doing pecan salted caramel, oh. you know, you do you, and that may change. <laughs> right. And Just, it almost certainly will change. Like, I don't know. I didn't get into coffee for ages and like, if you're not into, uh, I don't know, Pilsner yet, like maybe you just have that to look forward to on your journey. You know, that's oh, cool. that's so true, actually. Yeah, you're just where you are. Because it, it really doesn't follow a linear path. It's not like, okay, lager, then Pilsner, then Pale mm. Ale, then wow. IPA, then double IPA, then... Yeah, figure out what you like. And yeah. then you might go, oh, well, I didn't like that a couple of years ago. But maybe I'll try maybe, it again and see yeah. how I like it. And then sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. Like, yeah. I don't like IPAs. I've never liked IPAs. I try them and I still don't like them. 
I would say that makes you a very unique outlier because IPAs are so popular. So. Yeah, maybe, or, or maybe we should all just be giving styles a little bit of a try every now and then to make sure that it's not one or two bad beers that we didn't like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of like when somebody who says, Oh, I don't like beer. And it's like, well, what have you tried? Mm. And mm. you hear it's always some like big brands mm. crap that mm. I'm not saying that they're not too style, but they're not great. And then it's like when I introduced my mom to, um, you know, a craft beer and she's like, that doesn't even taste like beer. I'm like, yes, I know. It's come a long way since the seventies, mom. It's much nicer now. So <laughs> just trying to just taste something a yeah. little, a little bit every now and then to see, oh, it's a little different. And it's interesting how brewers have experimented and I, you know, a marshmallow and Chocolate oatmeal stout would never have been something I would have thought of a decade ago. Or even, no. well, maybe five years ago, but probably five years ago. But 10 years ago, no. It's pretty darn good, hey? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's pretty good. Plus, good choice. And all their it hops. It's good. Yeah. Good choice, Sarah. Like They're growing um, a bunch of hops in their in their little patch down down there aren't they like they've got Wicklow? yeah yeah they've got a what is it a north field and a south field or the lower field and the and so they're growing some of their own hops and you know i was reading about that was the sustainability of Wicklow yeah. wolf and one thing that i thought was a really interesting tidbit on their website was that they aim i think it is it is it the, at least 10% of their beers that they produce every year to be health conscious. So like mm. non-alcoholic or gluten-free. Oh, and nice. I think the gluten-free aspect is really cool because mm. I know I have so, I actually do have a lot of friends who are gluten-free, not by choice, but for health reasons, they have Crohn's disease and they mm. don't drink beer because it's so hard to find gluten-free beer here mm. or wherever they are. And mm. to have that as an option is something I think a lot of breweries need to start thinking about because people want to drink your stuff, but they can't. So, mm. yeah, that's and interesting. There, there was a little bit of chat about like lower ABV, <laughs> low, lower alcohol things that you could have if you were the designated driver, but you wanted to join in, um, or expecting, or just, or just really doing a one Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just it's a school night. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna say it though. Like, I, I'd rather just not be the DD. Honestly, I'd rather pay <laughs> for the can. Like, I, I yeah. have too much FOMO. I have too much FOMO. I'm not one of those people. I just can't. When I was pregnant, I gave up drinking, and it was a very, very long nine months. <sighs> very long. <laughs> but, um, but I do. Obviously, I respect you know anybody that that wants to rather drive than get a cab or do do whatever absolutely and there should be options that are equally tasty but you mm. see i'm also a bit of a scrooge and i have a bit mm. of a problem paying four or five euros for something that's got one percent alcohol or 0.5 percent alcohol when even though it probably took more work to make that but i'd rather just pay that for the for the beer that's going to get me a little bit pissed yeah straight up 
Fair enough. I actually, Bless. I never minded being the DD. Uh, my rules were, uh, you buy my soda, which, you know, it's like free sodas all night or Coke. <laughs> Why do I say soda? I'm from the South. Um, and like buy me dinner or snacks, like make sure I'm fed, fed and watered. And then if, if I'm like, if I've had enough, if it's like three o'clock in the morning and I'm like, I'm ready to go home, you come with me. It is not a negotiable thing. This is pre Uber, by the way. Mm. Um, but I had no problem staying out as long as you fed and watered me and you weren't a jerk to me whole night. I didn't care being my friend's DD. That's, it didn't bother me, but it, it was usually reciprocated. So mm. Mm. yeah, some cities are just driving cities and it's hard to get away yeah. from it. And oh, that's true. other yeah. places, um, yeah, it was actually hard for me to adjust to paying for cabs because I am super oh, cheap. I, oh, it's terrible. Me too. Yeah. I would be like, no, let me see how far I could walk and then I'll take the cab so I can save that like yeah. two euros. Yeah. But also like at home or <laughs> Uber just in general, like if I get a cab here, I know I know what I'm paying based on where I'm at and it doesn't change every night or if I go home at 11 p.m. versus 3 a.m. or 5 a.m. I know I'm paying the same price with Uber and Lyft and all these other rideshare apps. You could be paying five times the amount because there's so many people wanting an Uber or Lyft or whatever. Yeah. I sure do feel a lot better when I can catch the last Lewis, but <laughs> I like the last Lewis. I like the messiness of the last Lewis. I like how everybody's so tired. <laughs> So for those for those not in Dublin or mm. in, indeed in Ireland, the the Lewis is a tram. It's a tram mm. system that runs through the city. It's it's not quite as networked as London has or any of the other big cities. But there's two major lines. It's a green line and a red line, and and it's pretty wonderful. But the the, the biggest and best stories come from the Lewis. Red line. Thank you very see, much. I don't I appreciate you. See, I don't ever take the Lewis because I'm that person that always has to go to the bathroom. So I'd rather take a cab because I can get home quicker. Totally legit. Lewis. I don't ever there take were... the Lewis because I'm always the person that wants to carry on beyond the last. Well, that time. happens too. So I, I've had six a.m. nights out here in Dublin. I'm like, Same. oh, the sun's coming up. Oh, I should probably go home. Same. I can tell I am suited to lockdown. I know. Actually, <laughs> it's like it's 9 p.m. Girls, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Not too bad. I, I enjoy staying home. It, I don't know. I just enjoy it. I don't like lockdown, but it's also kind of like I'm kind of thriving at the same time. So I know. I, know. I don't mind it now that it's getting colder because I mm. hate You would stay home anyway. Uh, I would not. All the time, I'd still like want to go out like once, but like like once a week or something. But like in the summertime, you want to be out. You like suns out till mm. ten p.m. You want to be out. Guns out. Yeah. Suns out. Fun's out. Mm-hmm. You want to be out with yeah. your friends at a pub outside, drinking a beer, chilling, going to the park, drinking a beer, et cetera, et cetera. In the winter time, it gets dark at four thirty. I'm already mm-hmm. go to bed because it's dark, <laughs> but I can't because it's four thirty. I still stay up far too late. Like, yeah, Good on I'm, I'm going to be one of those people that suffers later in life because I don't get enough sleep in my in my thirties. Oh well. <laughs> 
You'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be all right. Oh, yeah. All right, ladies, let's have a quick a quick vote for your favorite beer of the five, okay? So favorite beer of the five tonight, Carolyn, we're going to start with you. The Oktoberfest. The first one, and that was the your choice? The first one, the one that I picked. That's amazing. Okay, so why did you like it the best? I don't know. It's just I'm a lighter beer person, and so maybe that's why I liked it. And I don't know. It was just clean and crisp, and I could drink multiple of those and be fine the rest of them i'm like i could drink one maybe two but like yeah fair fair enough bean how about you oh (laughs) i i know that was a proper question and it deserves a proper answer and i know i said that i like the the nightcrawler the best but i really enjoyed that wicklow wolf so much it was so good it was so good but you I couldn't drink too much of it, though. Yeah, mm. and I loved starting with the, 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 oh, the the being transported back to Oktoberfest. But I really, really, really liked that Dunkel. I didn't know that I would, and I hadn't tried it before. And then there's the what is rare is wonderful, the the pumpkin. Oh, I don't think I can choose one. Like I That's a very Canadian I, answer. I know. I I kind of want to choose the Dunkel. Okay. But I don't feel like I'm familiar enough with that one that I can like genuinely give it my wholehearted A-OK. Because I <laughs> like I know that I'll always go back to like a decent milk stout, clean lines, fresh beer, you yeah. know. Yeah. Everything's uh on on point and good, uh, reliable, <laughs> but Fair um, but man, that dunkel is pretty good. Yeah, go Germany. Yeah, <laughs> go Germany. Germany. Germany had the first, and also just down anyway. the road. Mm. Yeah, go Wicklow and Germany. <laughs> Sarah, how about you? What was your favorite? So it is really hard for me to choose between the Wicklow Wolf Apex Spores and the Trouble Pumpkin. It is very difficult. I think if I, if I somebody put two pints in front of me and said, which one do you want another one again of? It is the s'mores from Wicklow because my expectations were pretty high. If you're going to tell me this is s'mores with marshmallow and chocolate, this beat all my expectations. Like this is a trouble was amazing. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. I would I have more cans of this waiting for me. Really? Really wish I had more of this waiting for me. And I think I should go online and order s'more because this is so good. You guys, I think you so should good. order s'more. Indeed. Like, uh, s'more. <laughs> <laughs> Give us s'more. <laughs> Give us more of that. What about you, Tandy? So, yeah, I've also got a, I've got a bit of a hard time with this one, I think, because I, I think that in general, I actually, I love that Oktoberfest, that Paulina, and I know that as German brewers go, Paulina is kind of almost mass, mass produced, mass market brewery, but it was such a lovely beer, and I just, I thoroughly enjoyed it, really, I did. Um, I, I love that, but I think on the opposite end, the s'mores, the s'mores was a treat. Like it, it, it really feels like a treat. And and I like that. And I could probably do another one anyway, just just for the decadence of it, you know? Um actually I liked all of them though. I did. 
I've, I really I've enjoyed, enjoyed all of these. I, did. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I have enjoyed every single one that you guys picked out. Loved them. I, I like this idea, though, that we pick out a beer, and especially if we've never had it before the night, like it's really cool to see what other people pick out. Um, and and I've, I don't know, I've thoroughly enjoyed this this Locktoberfest tasting. I don't know about you. Yeah. Loved I got it. to try beers that I would have probably never pick up and to see if I like them or not. And mm-hmm. others I liked, others I didn't. But like that's that's the name of the game, right? Like yeah. you gotta figure yeah, out that's kind of it, man. which ones and you it, like. And and I might try another Dunkel and like it versus this one. Like it just mm. in a way beer's different. In a way, it's kind of like you know, I can't remember the last time I saw you guys in person and I don't know when I'll see you guys again. And we're all having the same beers. It kind of brings us a little bit closer together. Oh, it's just true. really nice. I don't know. That's Fest. actually really true. That's actually really true. Okay. Ladies, we're going to wrap up this episode now. Yes, um, should, should we, should we give everybody at home just ways to follow us or listen to us on places youtube socials all the things sarah do you want to give us a couple of the accounts that people can follow or look at sure you can find us now at www.beerladiespodcast.com you can follow us on twitter at beer ladies pod instagram at beer ladies podcast facebook you can find us at beer ladies podcast i think that might be everything though I think we've got one loss and it's the email. So you could oh, email yes. any um, questions, suggestions, corrections, or um, indeed just say hi. You know, we're beerladiespodcast at gmail.com. And otherwise, share it, like it, subscribe to it. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, bye everybody. Bye. Bye, bye, see bye, ya. Bye, bye. bye. Oh, good, good food is good and good <laughs> drink is good. Can we and make that the sound part- like for this episode? Okay. <laughs> good food is good, a good drink is good, yes. <laughs> and haters gotta hate. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.